thought we were already recording. No, we're recording now. So tell your joke again. <laughs> it was a good joke. You don't get to tell it? Mm-mm. No, okay. Cat Stevens is uh, the kind of adult you end up with when you send your kid to Montessori school, right? Oh, yeah, true. Uh, also, what are we going to be referencing him in this episode as? Are we calling him Cat? Are we calling him 10 other names that he goes by? Because he's not even born Cat Stevens. That's the thing. I'm calling him Cat fucking Stevens because that's the name he went by when he did all this shit that anyone cares about. I was going to make a list of all the names that he went by, and I realized that would just be a complete waste of time. Because I can't pronounce A, half of them, and B, who cares? But just so you know, everyone listening to this episode, if you are a Cat Stevens fan, which how fucking old are you and how do you know how to listen to a podcast? He has 25 names and who cares? We're just going to call him Cat. So you know how in the uh, second half of the 20th century, there started to be this attitude in the rest of this nation that something was wrong with the state of California? You know, beginning with the Red Scare, you fear of communists and the hippie thing. You got Charles Manson, obviously. <clears throat> Hippies are dangerous people. All of this to the degree that if a stranger even casually mentioned the state of California to a farmer in like Illinois, that's all it would take for the farmer to immediately become suspicious. Like, <laughs> you're from fucking where? That, like that kind of attitude. Yeah. It would have been weird to be alive at that time in this country, but it was, it was crazy. It I mean, wasn't even that long it's ago. It's still like that it, it in a is. lot of places. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I have been to them. <laughs> That's true. That, that is very true. So being from upstate New York and only living in the South for 20 fucking years now, I remember the first time that I went to the deep South, like deep, deep South. Nashville is not the South at all, really, at this point. It's like basically like a northern city in the south yeah, you gotta get outside the city yeah once you leave the city especially once you get further west and you get into arkansas Start dri drive until you see trump billboards yeah <laughs> which ain't that far drive until you see a porn store with a billboard above it this is porn destroys lives that's what you're looking for i just remember the first time somebody said oh you aren't from around here are you how did you know? And they're like, you don't have an you don't talk like us. And I was like, oh shit. Wow. I've got to think that when Cat Stevens came along, it made all of those California phobes go, see, this is what we've been trying to tell you people the whole time. Look at this Pied Piper wannabe's lyrics and tell me this is not an incantation to get our children to join a cult and walk into the ocean. California. The best part, Cat Stevens is British and had nothing to do with the state of California. <laughs> but, I, it's, but it's true. But That's I fair. guarantee you no. that to most of this country, yes. this bullshit tracked as something that only the state of California would allow to happen. A hundred percent. All regular Americans definitely thought that this dude was from California because everything about it. If you lived in Tennessee or anywhere in the South when this shit came out, there is 100% chance that you thought this guy was absolutely a witch. Absolutely. 100%. The Pied Piper. It's a fucking witch. The Pied Piper thing killed me. All of our children are going to walk into the sea. <laughs> These conversations happened, I guarantee it, 100%. Oh, yeah, man. We should find somebody that was an older Southern person did to, to verify this, but I guarantee it's true. And if you ever found yourself wondering why in the fuck every girl you met at a bar in the year 2005 wanted to talk to you about Devendra Banhart, Cat Stevens is why. 
He opened the door for that bullshit. Those girls' grandmothers all spent their 20s wishing a guy like Cat Stevens would come romantically whisper a bunch of fairy tale nonsense to him. And now it's just part of their genetic code to like that trash. And if those girls from 2005 ever went off and had their own babies, then it's still in their genetic code, which means there's a very real threat of this happening again in the future. So don't say this episode isn't necessary, you fucking YouTube commenters. <laughs> I feel like uh, if we could go back in time when Cat Stevens was relevant, for a lot of the country, it would be an absolute insane red flag. Oh, you come home and your kids listening to that? Yes. You. <clears throat> oh, shit. We got a fucking pothead. We need to whip him. Is this because I didn't hit you enough? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need to change that right now. A lot of fucking kids got their ass beat by their parents for listening to this shit. Your favorite band is Cat Stevens? Uh, sorry, I can't talk to you. My mom will beat my ass. Literally, she will beat my ass if I talk to you. I, 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 I can't do it. The wildest thing about Cat Stevens' whole career is if you look at how it began. If you go listen to early Cat Stevens, it makes no sense. And early Cat Stevens should absolutely have disqualified him from being allowed to go on and have the career that he had. His very first single was a minor hit in England called... You're not going to believe this. I love my dog. Mm. And man, you can totally write a song about loving your pet and stuff, but it doesn't have to be this terrible of a song. His next single was a much bigger hit, actually, and it may even be more obnoxious musically. This song is called Matthew and Son. Anyone under the age of 30 goes and listens to that today. You won't even believe that it's a real song, let alone it was a hit. It sounds like someone playing the theme to a TV show called Matthew and Son way too fast. And people are just like, yeah, this is great. The production on all, almost all of those early songs, it's got like horns and glockenspiels and whatever the fuck. It seems like some weird attempt at doing a Tom Jones type thing, but for losers who hang out in coffee shops in the 1950s and 1960s. Cat Stevens is nowhere near as good of a singer as Tom Jones, though. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't work. There's a song called When I Speak to the Flowers. That's the name of it. It definitely sounds like some record label idiot thought there was a market for a hippie Tom Jones. And I guess you could almost call this his Tomcat Stevens era, if you will. Check out the lyrics to this song called Bring Another Bottle, Baby. Gross fucking title. Uh, Better bring another bottle with you, baby. If you really want to party, then let's make it swing right into the morning. Better bring another bottle with you, baby, because I really want to make this little bell ring. Ding, dong, ding. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I promise I didn't add the ding, dong, ding part. Like, that's in the song. A hundred. I am a hundred percent positive that if somebody on TikTok or social media just saying that you get banned you would people would just be like this so full good stupid for some reason at the time of this album being released people did not go what the fuck is wrong with this guy i just don't know how that guy is allowed to sing that song a not go ding on dong, a, ding. a not go on a watch list and <laughs> b then be allowed to come back with here comes my baby it's like dude shut the fuck up you're the ding dong ding guy shut up about your baby well in fairness to him he did probably end up on a watch list at some point for completely well, I mean, different for reasons. Fact, he probably yeah. still on a watch much, list. Much later, definitely did. <laughs> much different uh, reasons. Uh, but yes, a ding-dong-ding ding as a lyric should ding automatically disqualify. Uh, first of all, uh, not only that, the A&R guy that let that go 
should be fired. They, they, it sounds like we the A&R guy fucking wrote the song, man. Yeah. <laughs> I could write a song. What should I put right here? The A&R guys. I got you, bro. No, no. It's, he's got writer's block all day and he just can't figure it out. And someone literally rings the fucking doorbell. He's like, <laughs> that's it. I found my muse. The album Something Else by the Kinks came out the same year as Cat Stevens' first two albums. If you haven't heard the songs David Watts, Two Sisters, Tin Soldier Man, Situation Vacant, and Waterloo Sunset, you are not allowed to enjoy the first two Cat Stevens albums. Anyway, after that, this dude got tuberculosis and had to take a break from being an industry plant for a while. And when he came back, it was with the stuff everyone thinks of as the classic Cat Stevens songs. All of that pre-Devendra Banhart stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it was as simple as looking at the success of Donovan albums released in roughly the same period as the Tom Cat Stevens stuff and realizing all the hippie chicks were going for the guys who seemed more like journeyman troubadours in the Middle Ages than whatever this hippie Tom Jones thing was supposed to be. So now Cat's got to stop being a hip swinger dude and become a folk singer i think a mighty wind absolutely just nuked all of folk music for me in general i think watching that movie and then doing any sort of reading and trying to understand cat stevens or paul simon or literally pick a folk artist i can't take it serious i listen to these cat stevens songs especially the early ones before the songs that you know you may not even realize that he wrote I can't take it serious. I literally laugh. I'm literally listening to these songs laughing to myself like, <laughs> wait, is this the joke? Is this, where's the punchline? Like this person really wrote these songs and people really at the time were like, man, this is fucking great, man. Let's throw on the Cat Stevens album and have a drink. Who said that? What the fuck? How is this popular? This genre as a whole, Cat Stevens being one of the biggest in the genre should never, we shouldn't even be doing this episode because what the fuck, it shouldn't exist. The whole folk thing is kind of like a, uh, almost like a Renaissance fair cosplay situation. That's what it feels like. It yeah. feels like, dude, nothing that you're doing tracks to the way that the world is yes. now. But what's really wild is we remember what you were doing like five years ago and it wasn't any of this shit, man. You just like grew your hair out and acted like you're all of a sudden some weirdo startling transition that he was allowed to make. Imagine if Tom Jones rebranded himself as a folk singer at some yeah. point in his career. Would that work? Would anyone have allowed that? Incredible singer, but everyone would have been like, dude, what? I think Cat Stevens falls into a category that is if social media existed before, like at the time of this music coming out, oh. like we wouldn't actually be able to have this episode because there's no chance on earth this would be what it is. Folk singer era is when we get to bullshit like Wild World, the uh, British office theme song, and all the songs people know from watching the movie Harold and Maude. Dude, so much pop culture just... It, I would love to know how... I mean, obviously, this is a, I can't see if this is a big artist, but like how much of it is big because after the fact, you know what I mean? Like long oh, after I think the Har fact. Harold and Maude did a lot. Right, these songs get pushed into the mainstream by other media. Like most episodes of this podcast, I'm positive there are a lot of people who know the singles that they know and have never gone and listened to a whole Cat Stevens album. And I am utterly confident that most people who do that, you go listen to the full albums that the hits you like are on 
and you will realize how bad of a songwriter that guy was capable of being. Even if you like some of the songs, the songs that are bad are so bad that it will make you wonder if he cut up a dictionary and put the words in a hat and drew them and sometimes came with a combination of words <laughs> that, that would work for a lot of people. And other times it's just like, you, you thought that you should write that down. You <laughs> thought that and then decided you should write that down. That's what you did. It's most of the songs that you haven't heard. Like, I'm not even going to name specific examples. Just go listen to the whole albums and see what you think about that. There's like a chart of bands that write these huge songs that everyone knows. And the rest of the discography is okay. Cat Stevens, there's a songs that everyone else knows. And then, holy shit, I can't believe the same guy wrote these songs. Yeah. That is the, there's a massive discrepancy. Honestly, I can't, I'm going to, it's just stuck in my head. It feels like a joke. It feels like a child wrote a vast majority of his discography. A handful of really popular songs just washes away for some reason the quite literally 50 other songs that should never have even been, you never should have used tape to record. I would bet that most of the people who ever went to a Cat Stevens concert were ridiculously disappointed with most of what just sitting there like what the the fuck dude are you gonna play wild world or what yeah also we're not saying that just the the songs that aren't hits are bad wild world is a fundamentally idiotic song the narrator of that song is an asshole he's breaking up with this girl and tells her he hopes she's got a lot of nice clothes because all she has to get by in the world is her pretty smile basically calling her an adult child who has nothing to contribute He's basically trying to convince her to not leave him and then discover how awesome life can be by getting away from him. But somehow boomers heard it as this whimsical tune about G isn't life crazy. That's not at all the point of the song. We really do have to do an episode where all we do is go through like the most misconstrued songs of all time. This would probably be on the list. Basically the list of like Rolling Stones, 500 greatest songs of all time, probably 400 of them are not remotely what people think it's about. It's wild that people hear like a hook, but the thing is you could change the lyrics and you'd still go, oh, this is a great song. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just the melody. It's like a simple little. Speaking of whimsical, you know who else is Cat Stevens' fault? That fucking surf bro, Jack Johnson. There is no way Jack Johnson would have been able to get away with his rhymal de limal de let me be let me see lyrics without Cat Stevens' nostalgia still echoing around homes in the Y2K era. Mm-hmm. I would go so far as to bet $1,000 one of the first songs Jack Johnson had to have learned to play and sing at the same time was a Cat Stevens song. There's just no way that is not the case. So give me this little bit of education. Um, Paul Simon and Garfunkel come before Cat Stevens or are they running in parallel? Because here's the thing. I went and looked at Cat Stevens' greatest hits, like one of the greatest hits, because this is also really common with old artists. They put out 25 fucking greatest hits albums for some reasons. It's like... 10 versions of the same fucking songs they, I don't even know. There's probably, I'm not even joking. There's probably 10 Cat Stevens greatest hits albums and he does not have that many songs combined. But anyways, two of them are Simon and Garfunkel songs. I was like, wait a minute. Why is he covering Simon and Garfunkel songs? Well, cause he, he doesn't have enough originals <laughs> yeah. to even fill out one of his greatest hits albums. Had out the greatest hits Jesus with someone else's. Christ. 
Yo, if you have to pad out your greatest hits album, you are. <laughs> oh, no, I never said they were my greatest hits. It's <laughs> the oh, greatest hits no. it's co compilation. <laughs> I could see how you would have gotten confused and thought that. If you actually just read the title of this, it says Cat Stevens' Greatest Hits, meaning these are the songs I think yeah. are greatest there's not, hits. There's not a possessive apostrophe at the end of my name. Yeah. The thing is, is he he uh, covers, I think, two on the, the album that I looked at. And they are fucking bad. Like, how do you take bad folk music and make it worse? But he did it. I was like, I like the original better. And that hurts me. Now that we've sold a bunch of shirts, maybe people will start responding to them wearing our shirt. We get tagged in posts all the time, I see. Yeah, if you get a shirt. At yfbspod.com. I want to hear the stories. Oh, I definitely want to hear some stories. I bet it's a lot of people laughing at the shirt. I bet when you're walking around in a shirt that says your favorite band sucks on it, you get a lot of people who aren't dumb as fuck going, that shirt's funny. I hope. It's a great conversation starter. Or ender. If you're a single person and you're someone that goes on dates, you should buy a shirt and wear it on a date. Mm -hmm. It's a great litmus test. Figure out right away. Oh, this person I'm going on this date with, his favorite band is Weezer. Text your friend. Hey, uh, can you call me in a minute and tell me that you really need my help? Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm also certain that Cat Stevens is exactly the kind of asshole he seems to be in the song Wild World because Carly Simon's song Legend in Your Own Time is about Cat Stevens. And in that song, she says, you're a legend in your own time, a hero in the footlights playing tunes to fit your rhyme, but a legend's only a lonely boy when he goes home alone. And later in the song, she says, no woman loving you can ever feel that she's been really touched. Mm. Rough. Brutal. Rough. <laughs> Dude, I'm, if someone said that about me, I, I don't know what, how I would feel. That'd be, that'd be really tough. Going back to the Simon and Garfunkel thing, when you look at other albums being made by other artists in the Cat Stevens era, it's pretty unbelievable that anyone ever paid attention to Cat Stevens. Were any of the critics who gave Cat Stevens good reviews listening to Gordon Lightfoot? What about the self-titled album Bill Fay put out in 1970? Y'all never heard the songs Narrow Way or Screams in the Year by Bill Fay. Emmett Rhodes began putting out albums in 1970. I don't have room on my shelves for Cat Stevens, who by comparison deserved to wind up busking on a street corner or working in a renaissance fair. Mm -hmm. Cat Stevens fans grew up to be the people that are like, Modern pop music is so simplistic and so dumb. It's just stupid. <laughs> and not having any moment in their brain where they go, yeah, but I love Cat Stevens. If you like when I was a kid. free, be free. It's quite literally, if you were to take- If you want to sing out, sing out. I don't know what the biggest hits of 2022 when we're recording this are. I had no clue. New Lil Nas X song is good. I don't know. But the, my point is, if you're younger and you play a lot of the pop music for your parents, your parents would say- Oh, this is so stupid, blah, 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 blah. And these are the same people that listen to Cat Stevens non-ironically. At this point, maybe some of your grandparents. That's crazy to say. But uh, 
they listened to Cat Stevens and thought that he was a fucking lyrical genius. Cat Stevens' songwriting ability hovers somewhere right around Stephen Stills, Love the One You're With, and that's just an unacceptable level of songwriting. It's unacceptable from Stephen Stills, and it's unacceptable from Cat Stevens. That song is probably better um, than what? Than a majority of Cat Stevens' well, songs. Yeah. Most shit is better than a majority of Cat Stevens' songs. Barely, though. Love the One You're With is terrible. I don't know when oh, the last God, time you heard no, that song. No, Love the One You're With. The it's eagle terrible. flies with the dove. Oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. It was funny about like this whole like timeline of music. There's so much really idiotic. Well, it's it's a it's on the same level at like Wild World being a fucking narcissistic male asshole. Love the one you're with is the same thing. Like the point of that song is just fuck whoever's around, man. It doesn't matter if you love someone else. Fuck. Love the one fuck, you're with, bro. Fuck the last person in the bar, man. Yeah. Anyway, after a few years cashing checks by making faux deep bonfire sing-along bullshit, Cat Stevens rightly began to feel like a hack and did my favorite thing that hacks always do, which is try to prove he could do other smarter stuff if he wanted. On his next album, it's called Foreigner, which also Foreigner as a band shits on this entire discography oh that we're talking about right now. So if you're done listening to the podcast at the end of the episode and you're like, mm, I should go listen to Cass Stevens albums and see if I agree with what they were saying, I would recommend just listening to Foreigner instead. Uh, Cass Stevens album Foreigner, the entire first side is an 18 minute song suite with this asshole getting back in touch with his Tomcat Stevens era to try making a Van Morrison album or some shit. But he's still only writing lyrics about all of the same hippie stuff from the folk stuff, about how like his dreams push him toward the sunny side and a bunch of other hippie nonsense. So it truly is just a return, a 1970s version return to the Tomcat Stevens stuff from the beginning of his career with wah pedal guitars added to the horns and listening to this song suite is like listening to the worst version of meatloaf that you can imagine and that is the funniest thing about cat stevens getting involved in joe satriani's lawsuit against coldplay do you really do you sincerely believe anyone made it further than 10 minutes into this bullshit in order to hear the part of the song you are claiming was ripped off from you I promise you that Joe Satriani did not listen to this 18-minute song suite, and neither did Coldplay. Yeah. That is a ridiculous conceit. <laughs> One of my favorite arcs, I feel like every band goes through this arc where like, they start off, and sometimes they get lucky, and that first album like really explodes. They always hit some point in their career where they feel this need to prove themselves, where they have to like change. And Great, be like, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you think I, I'm this guy, but oh, yeah, watch this. I respect the shit out of bands. 311 just wrote fucking 311 songs, I guess, the whole entire time. And I, I kind of respect ACDC. it. ACDC never fucking changed. They just wrote the same song, the same album a hundred times. And it fucking works. Anytime an artist, you know, fuck you, watch this. I'm going to put out a song that's completely different. Always fucking sucks. And no one ever cares. The gif of the dude setting the chair down to watch whatever's about to happen. Yes, yes. That's me the every time. Because <laughs> yeah. there's always a press cycle. They do interviews in advance of it. And so 
you get you can tell when it's coming man yeah because the person doing the interview they write the little introductory section and it's just if they ever use words like wild departure from previous work wild or departure. any shit like that <laughs> that's i'm the chair dude where i'm just like fuck <laughs> yes cannot wait to watch this Lego. dumpster fire <laughs> let me see it let me hear it invite me to the listening party i'm ready it's so incredibly rare that it actually works it doesn't work people like you they like your music because you are X. And just because you hit a point in your life where you're like, I don't want to do X anymore, that's fine. You can do that. But a lot of people are going to go, sorry, bro. I like you because of this, not because of that. Most careers go off a fucking cliff. And then what's funny is a lot of like on the on the downside, they're like, okay, yeah, man, I'm going to be X again. <laughs> totally did. I'm going to put out another folk album. I'm going to be a folk artist again. Pretend that these albums didn't even exist. I'm going to play the hits. So I'll tell you what I think happened. I think that when this dude was hospitalized at the age of 19 for tuberculosis, I believe it was, I don't remember. It was. I think it's pretty likely that he was laid up in the hospital and they told him that he might die, which therefore caused him to have a midlife crisis much earlier in life than people normally do. Sure. That's what it seems like to me because after trying to be funky for a couple albums, he then decided it was time to make a concept album about numbers. You heard me a concept album about numbers mm -hmm. set in outer space. Mm. And after that, he leaned hard into very shitty and very cheap sounding synthesizers on an album called Is It So? That's one word spelled I-Z-I-T-S-O. So I'm thinking this is a case of just completely broken brain at this point. This section of this dude's career has to be one of the most impossible to understand career arcs yeah. of any artist of all time. And I'm sure that there's some weirdo out there who thinks that this shit is awesome. Like this is like, that's when Cat Stevens got good, man. But <laughs> I would love to I, that I'm person. also sure that that person does not get invited to very many no parties. No chance that person has any friends. So who the fuck would say okay, that? Okay, so honestly, on that album, Is It So, if they got a different singer to sing and had someone else write the songs that were being sung, it's possible that that could have wound up being the best Cat Stevens album because some of the backing tracks seem to predict Phil Collins, specifically like the No Jacket Required LP. The potential for awesome songs is there, but you just can't do anything with the music if you're going to let Cat Stevens write the lyrics and sing them. Right. It's like the Smiths or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The rest of the band needs to take the pen away from the guy in the band who is currently holding the pen. Also, for most artists at this point in their career, there's just no chance that anyone around you is going to tell you the truth. Well, no, this dude was printing money for years. Yes, you're way too deep. No one around you is going to say, this is a terrible idea. No one around you is going to say, listen... Why don't you just write for other people? That's a great melody. That's a great hook. That's a great guitar riff. Why don't you give that to somebody else and let them run with it's, it and, and see what happens? It's not like the folk album stopped selling and he had to scramble to figure something no, out. He was on. like, he was sitting on top of the fucking world, got it in his head to listen to the people who were calling him out for writing bullshit songs. Yeah. And just everyone on his team 
had no reason to suspect that anything this guy did wouldn't be regarded as genius because that's what was currently happening. It wasn't like, "Mm, yeah, we do need to bring your career back, but I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do. It's just like, fuck, dude, everything you've done so far is work. Concept album about numbers. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Uh, At this point, (laughs) at this point, the only person with a bigger ego probably than Cat Stevens, regardless of it, Bono, Roger Waters has got a massive ego, but I would say Cat Stevens of, I mean, we've done so many episodes at this point is probably in the top 5%, if not top 1% though, of complete fucking off the charts egomaniacs. I mean, he changed his name a hundred fucking times. He wanted to prove himself in a million different ways, which failed. Him likely being an egomaniac is probably a good segue into what I would like to end with. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but there's a pretty solid chance that we might. Uh, I think in the year 2022, if this comes out this year, I don't know, maybe 2023, whatever the 2020s, uh, it may be worth pointing out that, uh, cat Stevens seems to be totally full of shit on the role he played in the whole, should we kill Salman Rushdie thing? And since Rushdie was recently stabbed in the face Almost died. I would like to lightly suggest that everyone stop pretending this is just a thing that this guy said a long time ago and nothing happened and it doesn't really matter anymore. Cat Stevens obviously made a lot of money from the songs that he wrote and the albums that he sold. And it appears to me as if someone has spent a lot of money to scrub a lot of this stuff from the internet. So it can be hard to find the videos that very much do exist of him saying the things that he said. I am not going to repeat the things that he said because they are so terrible that even just repeating it seems like it would have to put something terrible into the world. So I am not going to repeat what he said, but you should go find out what he said. Again, you're not going to have an easy time finding the videos, but The best one-stop solution for this problem is an article in the Washington Post from the year 2021 by Howard Fishman. Uh, That would have been before Rushdie got stabbed, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, That that was just recently. recently, So this is pre-Rushdie getting stabbed. And what's interesting about this article is the author starts from the position of he's just a fan and cat stevens doesn't do interviews because cat stevens doesn't trust the media because of everything that happened the way that they distorted everything that he said about salman rushdie blah 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 this guy in order to get an interview from cat stevens make sure to tell them he's not even interested in that because he thinks that it's just something that he said a long time ago and you know it maybe got distorted in the media etc and he doesn't think it's that important again pre-rushdie getting stabbed what's interesting is what happens over the course of the article like halfway through the more people this guy talks to about cat stevens people in the industry fans other music writers etc the more people that this reporter talks to the more obvious it becomes to him that a he didn't know what cat stevens actually said all of the times that he said stuff on this topic how completely inexcusable it is and was 
And B, there's really no way to write an article about Cat Stevens without addressing this because you're going to get your ass handed to you by the internet. So he does try to ask uh, Kat about it. He tries to get a follow-up interview. And of course, it's denied. But that article contains all of the stuff that he said. In addition to consistently stating that Islamic law would support the death of Rushdie for writing the Satanic Verses, as late as the year 1997, Cat Stevens was still helpfully explaining that the purpose of stoning women to death for committing adultery was to show other women why they should not commit adultery. So uh, I would encourage fucking anyone who talks to this guy for the rest of his life to make sure and just ask him what he thinks about these things and let me know how that goes. I think uh, what he said was like deplorable and disgusting and in my opinion should be a career ending, but it obviously didn't. What he said should be disqualifying as an artist. I think there's room to disagree. I think we should, disagreeing is great. I think it's fucking fantastic that we argue and we disagree Blah, 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 blah. I think uh, calling for someone to literally be killed uh, because they put out a book that upsets you uh, is ridiculous and horrible and should be uh, squashed from civil society. So, you know, it's weird because like we could shit on Cat Stevens for everything that he did in his career because it's all bad, bad, shitty songs. But this should be the ultimate thing that I think ends his career. It should have ended his career a long time ago. What he said was terrible. And anybody who supports that is not cool in my book. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck Cass Stevens from the ground up. Uh, Preemptively fuck you to every single person who's going to try to defend him in the comments everywhere this episode gets posted. Yeah, this is is actually like for me way more personal and deeper. If you still support this and you still sing these songs, like maybe you should reevaluate that because this dude legitimately not only called for someone to be killed, but then backtracked it. I remember one of the things that I read said that he tried to clarify what he said. There's no clarifying what you said, apart from saying, I don't agree with that, which he never did say. He doubled down on it in yeah. a lot of ways, yes. dude. And they, uh, it's fascinating. I do think that like when you get to a certain point of fame in your life, you have a lot of people around you that make a lot of money that to do stuff and make things disappear. But uh, as old as he is, but these songs are timeless. They get covered still. Like, I don't think people should cover his songs. I think he should be ousted from the music business. The message of so many of the songs is all about peace, hippie, peace shit, like yeah. peace train, all that. I mean, and, and then it's just, it doesn't square. Sorry to end on a fucking inarguable bummer that you have to confront as a fan of this guy. But, uh, I, I think separating the art from the artist, I, I think you can't really do that when we're talking about dude, not someone when actively he, yeah, encouraging not, murder. Dude, listen, like, yeah, like oh. you should say things that offend people. That's totally fine. When you actively say that it's okay to murder someone, that is not okay. That is way beyond the pale of what is acceptable. I disagree with Salman Rushdie. I think he should never have written that book, you know, like, fuck him. That's fine. To say kill him, where someone all these years later, 20-something years later, actively actually tried to kill him, stabbed him like whatever, seven times. He almost died because of a book he wrote fucking 30 years ago is insane. The only thing that Cat Stevens should have said is, I should never have said that. That is not what I said. I I disagree with Salman Rushdie, but I do not believe that uh, he should be murdered or killed or whatever. But he never would say that. 
there was an interview that he did that he was in and he was shown it ahead of time in order to approve it, watched it, saw everything that he said in it, greenlit it, said it was fine. And then it aired and everyone lost their shit because he essentially doubles down, says even worse stuff than he said the first times. And then called for it to be revoked and then tried to disown the whole thing it was like, dude, you saw it ahead of time. And when it was you alone in a room watching it, you were like, yes, that sounds good. That represents my beliefs. What I said there represents what I think about this situation. And it was only after the rest of the world responded to it that you're like, uh, no, no, no. Right. It's, it's <laughs> right. No. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, yeah. No. Yes. I did say that, but like, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean, if Cass Stevens is your favorite band. Your favorite band fucking sucks. You are welcome for listening to another patchouli-drenched episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. We have no further additions or corrections to make because everything we said was 100% accurate. If any of you hippies got too worked up while listening, hey man, take a chill pill, man. Don't let your vibes get harshed, man. And uh, by the way, since we all know the only reason you can afford to not have a job is your trust fund, get on over to shop.yfbspod.com and buy some of our merch. Your clothes fucking stink, and I'm pretty sure Mark has a tie-dye shirt for sale in the store. All right, now for all you Midwest rednecks out there who hate California and were pumping your fist the whole way through this one, you may want to slow your goddamn roll just a bit because when the podcast comes back, it's with an episode on Leonard Skinnerd.